beautiful souls and welcome to the Find Your Feminine podcast with your host Carly Jade, where we discuss all things harnessing your menstrual cycle, trusting your intuition and letting go of limiting beliefs. I am a rapid transformational therapy practitioner helping women just like you all over the world find themselves, uncover their soul's purpose, and live an abundant life fully in feminine flow. I am so happy that you've shown up today. And without further ado, ladies, let's jump straight into today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Feminine podcast. Today's guest, oh my God. Today's guest is Meg O'Sullivan. She is a pleasure relationship and embodiment coach for women. She is someone that used to trigger the fuck out of me uh, just because she lives so heavily in her essence and it's pretty much just turned on my life. And when you're not that way, it can trigger you. We go into that on the podcast. So listen up. There is so much juice in this one episode. Meg is just someone that is so, she is so in her element and in her purpose and feels so strongly about the work that she does in helping women literally come back to themselves and embody themselves. And I think A lot of women are now finally waking up to themselves, which is really beautiful and really special. So obviously this is the Find Your Phone podcast. You guys know I like to take a deep dive and talk about all the shit people don't talk about in every day. Uh, So we go really deep in these topics. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this podcast today uh, with Meg O'Sullivan. And without further ado, let's jump straight into today's episode. Welcome, Meg, to the Find Your Feminine podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, Before, um, we've already given you a little bit of an intro of what you do in this world, but obviously you're just a little slice. So I would love Mm -hmm. for you to dive right in there really deep and just share who you are in this world, who you serve, what you literally embody. um, And yeah, maybe a little bit of a journey of how you've got there as well. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you for having me, Carly. I'm stoked to be here. (laughs) Oh, the journey on how I got here. Well, maybe I'll paint a picture of of what I do in the world now and then we'll see what wants to come through and how I got here because it's been a fucking ride. (laughs) Um, Yeah, right now in this moment in time, I coach women in the realm of pleasure, sex and relationships and really also in the realm of feminine embodiment. I teach women how to come home to their bodies because when they come home to their bodies, they come home to their pleasure. They come home to their natural state of turn on, which then ripples out and supports all realms of life, right? Mm. Uh, and, yeah, the, the work that I do in the world is so embodiment-based. And I think that was really inspired by my own journey. Like I've been in this kind of quote-unquote spiritual world for like, seven years, maybe close to eight years. And probably the first half of my journey in this world was so from the mind, like from the shoulders up. Mm. It was so just about reading the books and regurgitating the things I'd read 
and doing the courses, but then again, just regurgitating, regurgitating and just taking in information. Like I've always been such a nerd and always loved learning. Uh, but I wasn't ever bringing any of it down into my body. I wasn't really like, oof, like living it in my system. Mm. And all of it, I was still like having so many shifts and changes in my life and I manifested an incredible relationship and and so much shifted and changed in my life when I was living from the shoulders up and when I was navigating this, this spiritual world from the shoulders up. But the real key piece for me on my journey was landing in my body, like landing in my body and a huge, a huge tool on my path to that has been uh, playing in the world of plant medicine. And that has really brought me home to my body. My journeys with the plants have just really taught me how to be in my body and how to connect with my sexual power. And then from tasting that energy in various plant medicine ceremonies tasting like holy fuck I can move my hips like that oh my gosh there's this aliveness in my body that I didn't even think I was allowed to have access to or I thought it was only for other women like having a taste of that in different journeys then got me like okay okay I want to explore this I want to expand this I want to feel this more in my everyday Mm. yeah Uh, so was your, now I want to dive into the plant medicine because this has been something I've been listening to and like reading into a little bit. Uh, and obviously I think when I heard about it, then COVID happened, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't get to Costa Rica. I can't get to anywhere else. And I know there's people that do it in Queensland. Um, but I would love to hear your journey on plant medicine. I feel like this is something mm. a lot of spiritual leaders that I do follow and listen to, they have had experience with this plant medicine. And when they, it's really funny, like before they did that, um, I followed them and they were okay. Like I, I resonated with them a little bit, but as soon as they did the plant medicine, they were like a fucking magnet. And I was like, I cannot stop listening to them, watching them, looking at them. Like I just could not stop like just literally honing on their essence. And they just completely altered themselves. And obviously we're still living in like a a modern patriarchal society um and obviously these things are sometimes looked down on or like mm. looked down on upon um but they're drugs so I'd love to mm. hear your um story on that that sounds really juicy yes it is um it's funny because before we were we started you said you like to talk about things that no one else really talks about and <laughs> it's funny because I don't usually I don't talk a lot about my plant medicine journey yeah. and one of those reasons is like you said it's it is a lot of the time in, well, in out in the country we live in, it's, it's illegal to, Mm. to, to be playing with these things, which Mm. honestly I think is fucking ridiculous, but um, I don't speak about it a lot out of respect for, for my teachers and the people I sit with, but, um, but it has been like the first time I sat with plant medicine was probably six years ago. So Mm -hmm. I was like, 23 20 yeah 23 I had no idea what what it was like a friend invited me along and I was just like so naive and I just had like the most joyful beautiful time and um yeah my partner and I Jacob have have traveled to Peru twice and done big pilgrimages there with um with a particular plant teacher and yeah for me like my my journey and then what I also share with others is like you will feel a genuine call to the medicine if it is for you. Mm. 
And like you said, you've started to like feel it in your kind of vortex and it's been coming in and trickling in. And I, and I honestly feel that like, if you just listen, the teacher will find you, the place will find you, all of it will just land. That's definitely been the case for me. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> plants are so fucking intelligent. Like they're so fucking intelligent. The way like these, these teachers, the, the plants, I feel like they are here to support our journey. Mm. And yeah, I just, I just also look at like how they were discovered, like all of these ancient tribes, like discovering this plant that takes you, that, that, that has you meeting your trauma and has you meeting parts of yourself that you have caged up which has definitely been my journey with plant medicine. It's just been like this portal, this gateway to seeing the parts of myself that I wasn't ready to see or wasn't willing to see until that moment. Mm. And it's supported me to see those parts of me, to love those parts of me, to integrate those parts of me. Mm. Um, Yeah. But in the last few years in my experience with, with the plants, like it's just been definitely awakening my sexuality and awakening yeah, my deep primal womanhood, which has been so just like so fucking fun. So fucking fun. Beautiful. And um, for those who don't know, Meg is also my mentor and coach. And when we're on these calls, you often say, let your, like your, I don't know the words you use, but like you often say, let your wisdom or your inner, what is the word you use? Yeah. Like let your ancient body wisdom guide you. Yeah. Yeah. Something I received off um, my teacher, Layla Martin, she, she guides in that way. And I just fucking love that, which has definitely been my lived experience in different ceremonies and things like feeling that ancient wisdom. And then when, when I heard Layla say that on on one of the calls I was on with her, I was like, Oh yes, that is it. Like, that's what we're here to do, especially as women. We have been so conditioned to push down that primal ancient part of us. Mm. A lot of us don't even think that is a part of us. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that 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 resonates with you, beautiful. Because <laughs> as soon as you say that, I might be like, "Yeah, move my body, like things mm-hmm. are okay." And as soon as you say that, it's like a like a switch, and then I turn into this like full tribal woman. I can see like the fire, and I'm going around and like moving my body. I'm like, "This is fun." Yes. But it's like that's like the word that gets me through. And I guess mm-hmm. it sort of got, correlates with what you've just said with plant medicine. It's always been around. It's been around. Like I think I was watching a documentary, and it it was in like the Egyptian. Um, I don't know what you call them, but their their language um, and all these different things. And I think we're getting back to now more than ever. We're getting back to our true essence. And these are just modalities that help us get there. So yes. hopefully it changes soon. Um, and I think obviously doing it in a right way, having a shaman, having space holders mm-hmm. for you and all that stuff, like obviously not having a random guy and be like, oh, just come into my room. And then like, who knows <laughs> drink <what> this cup, <laughs> <laughs> um, which isn't good. Um, yes. But I, on that, I would, as it's the Find Your Feminine podcast, I would love to hear a little bit of a story of like how you found your feminine. Were you always this embodied feminine woman or had it sort of evolved for you over the years? Yeah, I love this question because definitely not, definitely not, definitely not. Like sometimes I even just like look at myself or just like I'll do something and be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, who is this? Because of a huge, like if I look back at especially my teen years and my uni years, like I was a high achiever, like just like straight A student, just love to study. Um, 
yeah, it was just, was, and, and also really fucking hard on myself. Like just thought, just, just such a perfectionist. Mm. And at that time of my life, I thought like education and knowledge was just like everything, 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 everything. And yeah, I remember even thinking like, oh my God, when people weren't going to uni, like, what are you doing with your life? Why aren't you going to uni? Like, you're not going to be successful. Oh my God. Like, are you serious? I just laugh at that now. Um, But yeah, I was very, um, very rigid in my body, very rigid in in my life, uh, very disciplined. I would say very much in like my masculine energy and even like a wounded masculine energy that like felt like the need to prove. Like I, I so deeply felt my, my achievement was my way to love. Like how many achievements I had, how deeply I achieved was how I was validated and loved. Um, and yeah. And then in, in those times as well, like I, upon leaving school, like at 17, 18, I, I went through a bit of an eating disorder. I was very deep in a dark pit for, for a good year there. And again, like looking back through my own eyes now, I, I just see that that was like my wild woman, like aching to come mm. out. She was just like rattling at the cage. I'd put her in being like, let me the fuck out. You know, like when we're not living in alignment life, like gives us circumstances, situations, bodily experiences that kind of are a scream to to get us back into alignment, to shift us back into alignment. So, yeah. And also around that time too, I was in a really toxic relationship. Um, I was toxically relating. Like I look back, I was just like so like resentful, never spoke what I needed, didn't know how to use my voice. But whenever he would do something, I would just get like crazy angry because he should have known what I wanted. Like, yeah, all of that. Um, yeah. And then at the age of like 20, 21, I, I started finding spirituality. I actually found a blog, if you know, Melissa Ambrosini, I stumbled yeah. across her blog. I stumbled across her blog because I, I followed Lara Bingle on Instagram and she posted a juice cleanse and I Googled the juice cleanse and then Melissa Ambrosini came up, which is just like wild. Like, just wild to know that that is what got me on my path. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on this particular blog. And my journey really started with food and what I've realized with me and what I witnessed in other people, like sometimes transformation or shifting our life, it can really start at a surface level. Like it's, mm. it's the way we're moving our body or it's what we're wearing or we'll start going to yoga And then like slowly, gently, we'll start to come more into the energetics of it, right? And that was definitely my experience. Um, One of of the pivotal moments for me too, there was plant medicine. There was also like finding David Data's work, a book he wrote called Intimate Communion, Mm. um, which deep dives into like the polarity, the masculine, the feminine. That was phenomenal for me. Um, Yeah. And then I think my relationship as well, my relationship has been one of the biggest playgrounds for me to explore my feminine and find my feminine. Um, Yeah, my partner Jacob is just like constantly every day inviting me into surrendering, inviting me into softening and yeah, giving me permission to allow that part of me to take up space. Mm. 
Yeah, beautiful. And on that note, I wanted to bring up Jacob because he's phenomenal. Um, have you two like always been this work couple or was it sort of like a, a self journey with both of you? Because I feel like with my partner, we have definitely evolved and the more I grow, he keeps growing and it's really beautiful. Um, but you guys are just on a different level. <laughs> it's insane. I was only having this conversation with a friend this morning that like my view of the masculine and feminine like if you think of, and we've probably spoken about this before, if you think of the feminines kind of in the middle, she's the flowy, uh, infinite one. She's the one that's connected to all that is. She flows, she's wild, she's chaotic, she's just all that is. If we think of like an ocean, it can be like gentle and still one minute and then like a tsunami the next. Like that is the feminine. That is the feminine. So inconsistent, which is like our power, our beauty. And then the masculine, on the other hand, is like the mountain. It's like, oof, like unshakable, mm. unwavering, like deep consistency, deep power. And I like to imagine it's like the feminine in the middle and the masculine like surrounding the feminine, like circling around the feminine as the container. Mm. Because as the feminine, and a lot of the time as women who usually have feminine essences, we do crave a partner that like grounds us and holds us. And whilst we're in the chaos, that is us is unwavering, mm. right? Can, can hold that. Doesn't try and run when we get all wild and dragon like, right? He's just like, here I am. I'm staying. I can handle all, all of you. I can handle your fullness. Mm. And so circling back to your question around, yeah, have we always been woke and how, what is it? <laughs> I honestly feel like the feminine always moves first. And if we look at that, like feminine, the center, masculine in the middle, in my relationship with Jacob, I have always expanded and it's his choice has either been, okay, I completely just shatter the container he has around me and I just break through. Or he has to expand with me, right? As I is as I inhale, he has to inhale too, so he can hold me and he can he can hold us in the relationship. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So I feel like um, that's definitely that's definitely always how we evolve as a couple. And if I look back at the first six months of our relationship, yeah, like we met in a health food shop. Like I was like 20, 21, 22. He was the local fruit and veg guy at my organic, organic uh, grocer. And I was a customer. Like I made all the moves. I stalked him like, yeah, quite a, and it was like nine months. I, I went in there like every day, um, <laughs> <laughs> but about six months into us dating, I got to a point of being like, I don't really feel him anymore. Like I don't, I don't feel him expanding with me. I don't feel him growing with me. And, and mainly I don't feel a desire from mm -hmm. him. I don't feel like he wants this. I don't feel like he wants to grow and expand his container with me. Um, and one of the just most defining moments of our relationship was me sharing that with him, was me saying like, hey, I would love this to work. I would love for us to continue journeying together, but something that's really important to me is that we expand together mm. and we don't have to be doing the same things together, but I want to feel that desire from you to grow and expand and learn and just, yeah, evolve. Yeah. 
Uh, and that, yeah, that conversation was just such a pivotal moment in our relationship. Um, yeah. And we ended up at Crystal Castle like the next day and he got an aura reading and bought all these crystals. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. Does, does that answer? Does that it answer does. questions? It does. And I think that's really special. And uh, just for anyone listening that maybe wants to be more open and more vulnerable and maybe wants their partner Mm. to step up and be that masculine container so maybe they can ease off some of the pressure and be their feminine essence. Do you have like a tip for someone listening? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do. I feel like our greatest greatest gift as women or our greatest gift as the feminine is to reveal, Mm. to reveal what is on our heart, to reveal our truth. But not a lot of women are great at this. I definitely wasn't great at this. This is like a daily practice for me, has been a daily practice for for me for a long time now. And instead of revealing, I think the pattern a lot of women are in is when something comes alive in them, maybe it is like, oof, this, my partner's not growing and I feel this anger, I feel this like whatever it might be, when we're not bringing that to our partner, when we're not revealing that, when we're not showing how much it's hurting us, we're building resentment, Mm. right? We're building resentment and we're building this like murky, icky energy between us and our partner. And that's one of the biggest things I'm devoted to in my relationship and what Jacob and I teach as well is like creating um, or cultivating this clear container between you and your partner, mm. not holding anything in, not building resentment, like bringing it, really revealing. Yeah. So I would say for any of the women that are, are aching for their partner to grow alongside them, first up, release the attachment to their for their growth to look like your growth. Like that's the thing. Like it doesn't... Jacob growing with me doesn't mean Jacob coming to every yoga class I go to or Jacob like doing every course I do. No. Like I think sometimes we're under the impression that, okay, if you're growing with me, it means you have to dress like I want you to dress and eat the food that I eat and watch the, the Gaia shows that I'm watching. Like, no, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. So release that attachment. And I would tune into what it is underneath that. Like what is underneath your desire for him to come to the yoga class or come to the ceremony with you? Mm. Is it a desire to be seen? Is it a desire for him to um, be growing himself as an individual, like tuning into what is underneath that? And once you've really tuned into the core of that, that's when you reveal. That's when you reveal like, hey, my man, I'm just like, it hurts. It hurts me to see you just not choosing to grow, not choosing to, to really choose yourself. Yeah. Just like kind of like going with the monotony of life that really like, it hurts me to see that. It Mm. hurts me to see that. Yeah. That's really special. And that also, that's not easy because that's fucking vulnerable. It's vulnerable to reveal. It's easier. Like I have this little analogy or visual of like a lot of the time us women, we, we just, put up a wall over our heart and then we throw grenades at our partner from behind that wall, right? Which is like blame is a grenade, like pointing the finger. You never do this. You're not growing with me. You said you would come to this class with me and you didn't. Like it's like that blame, that pointing the finger. 
And that doesn't work because we're not showing our partner how it's hurting us, Mm. how it's making us feel, right? Blame isn't showing our heart. Blame isn't vulnerable. So practicing, like taking a few breaths, breathing down the walls of the heart, like choosing to open the heart, be vulnerable, show your hurt. Yeah, that's going to be fucking uncomfortable, but it is such a portal for deeper connection in relationships. Yeah. So important. Beautiful. Yeah. Just on that note where it doesn't need to look the same. uh, Mm. I think it was probably last November. I was going through a massive growth period and I was like, okay, well, he always grows with me, but again, he does it in his own way, but I never really realized it until Mm. he said he signed up to a triathlon and he's never done it before. And then he was training and do all that stuff. Then he, he pulled me aside one day. We're at the shop. He's like, can you, you need to realize that you keep growing really fast and I'm trying to like choose things to do. Um, And he's like, that's why I'm doing the triathlon because I feel like we can't, like I need to be at the same energy. And I hadn't even brought that up to him at all once. And I was like, whoa, okay. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, yes, I'm doing courses and learning and stuff, but his level of that was doing a triathlon and that is completely mm, fine. Mm. Um, and he is still growing himself because I guess the, the mental capacity and physical to do a triathlon is crazy. Um, but yeah, I really love that you touched on that. Uh, one thing that I really love, uh, cause like, for example, like I'll go on my Instagram and I'll just scroll a couple of pages and it'll be like you dancing in your embodiment and there'll be like a picture of a vagina and like so many different things on there. I love my Instagram feed. It's one of the best things in my life. Um, I've literally created it. It like, brings me so much joy. Anyway, um, it can be triggering. And I wanted mm, to bring mm-hmm. on this point of women that are maybe in their wounded feminine or haven't or are a bit scared of this work. Um, why do you feel that this would be triggering to them if they like literally go on your page after this and like, oh my God, Meg's dancing with no clothes on, fuck. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I get that all the time, especially in the last, I've just launched a course called Seduce Yourself, as you know. And the amount of messages of women being like, I'm really feeling a cold, but I'm also so triggered. Like simultaneously, I want to do this, but I'm also like shit scared and I'm so triggered by this. Mm. Um, and for, for me, we are triggered by anything outside of ourselves that we're not honoring within ourselves. Mm. So we're triggered by anything outside of ourselves that we're caging up and pushing down within ourselves. And a good example of this is like anger. Say that someone outside of ourselves, we see them kind of like having a bit of anger. If, if If we're not comfortable with that emotion within ourselves, if we're like, I'm not an angry person, I never get angry, I never get angry. Like if we're never letting that energy move through us, right, because all all emotions there's no there doesn't have to be a hierarchy like all emotions are welcome all emotions are valid and if we're welcoming and and honoring all emotions within ourselves when we're not going to be triggered by the angry guy because it's like ah he's just allowing anger to move through him Mm. right and it's it's the same with our sexuality like I used to be so fucking triggered by if, if I saw me on Instagram, like even probably 18 months ago, I would have been really triggered for sure. And I, I really see that is we're, we're triggered by someone in their sexual power 
or a woman that is sexually liberated, we're triggered by that if we're not quite feeling liberated in that way as well, if we haven't quite allowed ourselves to touch that part of us. Or also if we're carrying a lot of shame, which so many women do, we carry so much shame around our sexuality, around our turn on, around our pleasure. And of course we do. We live in a world that's taught us that our pussies are wrong. We don't even get a name for like, it's like the private part, right? Like, yeah, that builds so much shame. Okay. I'm not allowed to talk about that thing. Mm. I'm not allowed to touch that part of me. Yeah, then we're, we like our religion, our culture, our society in general, like creates so much shame around this part of ourselves that obviously when we see a woman freely expressing that, it's going to bring so much up for us. Yeah. And my invitation here, and this has definitely been what I invite women and my clients to do and definitely what I've done on my own path is We have two choices when we are triggered. We can either go, yuck, that's bringing up my stuff, push it back down, turn away. Or we can go, oh, hi, here's a trigger. What's it showing me? Mm -hmm. Like what's it bringing up? What's here to, to be healed? Because triggers are beautiful. Triggers are portals to our freedom. Triggers are inviting us to free ourselves of something that has been holding us back. And so, yeah, I would say lean into the triggers if it feels safe enough for you. Even the coach I have at the moment, she used to trigger the fuck out of me when I first started following her her on Instagram. I'd be like, oh, gross. Why is she dancing? Why is she doing this? Why is she talking so much about money? And now I just fucking love her because I chose to lean in. I chose Mm. to, to really lean in and meet it. And to now I'm so thankful to her because she helped me bring all my shit up. Mm. Uh, something funny on that so I haven't told you this uh, <laughs> the first time I heard about you I was just on Eventbrite looking for events and you had a cacao event yes uh-huh. yeah I bought a ticket and then that day you were like oh my god I'm so excited to see the women and we're gonna have a dance party I'm like fuck that I'm not going <laughs> I didn't go <laughs> you triggered me. yes <laughs> a few months later here I am um but yes, yeah. wow, how amazing. Because mm, usually my ceremonies sit in a circle and I just share my feelings. I don't have to move. But movement at that stage was such a, although I love dancing, I love choreographed dancing, I'm a dancer, but I never actually like seduced myself mm. or felt embodied in myself just to move. Um, and literally, yeah, that one thing triggered me. And then I just started playing with, obviously, since I've been being coached with you, coached with you, and uh, I cannot stop dancing now. Like if I'm making dinner, I'm dancing in the shower. I'm like, I'm literally the other day I had um, this weekend song and he's talking about like money. He's like putting money on strippers or something. And I just imagine the water going over myself. And I was like, yeah, all this money flowing over me. Um, yes. So I think, and also on that, uh, my partner, Matthew, can t- definitely tell if I'm in my embodied self and he doesn't know the labels of her or anything but he's like wow this woman's really amazing right now and obviously he can turn he can work out when I'm not in that embodied state and when I'm not honoring my essence and that doesn't look like I need to be happy all the time obviously um, which is what I'm learning at the moment but basically I would love to hear your point of view because I'm very big on sex stuff outside of the bedroom like if I I was 
when I was working in corporate, I was so stressed out, like mm. a cystic acne. There was points in my life where I didn't do a poo for two weeks. Like it was mm. so bad. Like I had so much stress caught up in my body. And of course, because my job was so intense, I would go home. And of course, like sex is the last thing I want to mm-hmm. do. And mm-hmm. now it's like an added bonus, but living in my sensual sensuality, it's like made my business so much more magnetizing. Like I'm getting random clients from Canada. I'm like, how the fuck are you finding me? Like, who are you? <laughs> um, so it's all sort of like the sensual stuff is yes. Like I think, sorry, this is where the question's going. Sensuality isn't just for the bedroom. And I yes. want to hear your point of view and like how it enhances all area besides your relationship and physical sex. I love this question. I really fucking love this question. Yes, like we are sexual beings. Like if we go back to what we were talking about, that ancient primal wisdom, like we're fucking animals, really. We're very domesticated animals, but we're animals. <laughs> like, and, and what I feel is, yeah, we are sexual beings and our sexual energy is our life force energy. Mm. Sexual energy is life force energy. So the more we are learning to free our sexual energy, because I'm a big believer too that sexual energy or sensuality isn't something we have to get from outside of ourselves, our pleasure, our turn on. It's not something we source outside of ourselves. Like it's our natural state. We are already that. The path to remembering this, the path to feeling more sensual, more sexual is a path of uh like delayering purging liberating ourselves of all the stories all the programs all the traumas all the experiences that we've had that has told us our body isn't a safe place to be uh sex isn't safe pleasure is wrong all of these things mm. and when we start to delayer and decondition and 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 liberate and integrate all of these things we will suddenly be dancing like like it, it kind of hits us it's like oh wow I want to move right now oh I'm touching a part of me that like I didn't realize was there like energy wise and yeah this, this energy can be liberated and obviously because it's natural to us it circulates through us the more we we free our sexual energy that just becomes that ripples out into all of life like you said, our business, our relationships, our sex, yes, our self-pleasure, yes, but so much more than that. Mm, yeah. And I feel like just on, on this note as well, as as like feminine beings, if we look at us being feminine beings, so that, that chaotic, wild, uh, sensual energy that is the feminine, like we are here to be magnetic. Like our natural state as feminine beings is magnetic. And so our job as a feminine being is to simply focus on circulating aliveness through our body. Like how much sexual energy can I circulate through my body? How alive can I become? Mm. How pleasure filled can I become? Yes. A part of that is honoring everything else that comes alive in our body. Because if we're ignoring anger, if we're ignoring grief, if we're ignoring other things, we're not going to fully allow the pleasure to be there. It's like honoring the full spectrum. But the more we focus on just bringing our body alive, like the more life just like reflects that. And in the most like surprising and delighting ways, 
like you said, it's, it's like we're not creating or being in life from this place of force. Mm. We're using our, we're leveraging our energy to create rather than mm. leveraging our effort. Yeah. Yeah. And then sex just becomes something then that we don't try, have to try so hard to want. Yeah. If we're focusing on being a sexual being or allowing our sensual energy to come more to the surface, come more to the surface, we're going to be naturally feeling turned on. Mm. You know, like you've probably felt this way. I felt this way. So many women feel this way that oh, I only have sex because my partner really wants to have sex. I never feel like having sex. I never feel naturally turned on. Mm. Yeah. And so this is a part of that journey as well. It's like returning to our bodies, returning to that natural state, exploring, exploring so we can find that mm. overflowing turn on that lives within us. Yeah. And what has really helped me is learning my style of sex. Like really? I used to get really, I remember with my ex, we would get into bed and I would lie there and be like, oh yes, we had sex last night. So I don't have the pressure to have sex tonight. Like I, it was like a chore for me. And then I was learning that uh, with my current partner, I was getting kind of angry at the fact that they were just always on the go and they always wanted to have sex and be in the mood. And since learning about my menstrual cycle and how we mm. physically don't want to have sex 24 seven, we're not programmed mm-hmm. that way. We're not genetically mm-hmm. made that way. And learning more about that and also learning, um, have you done your erotic blueprint before? Yes. I think I'm kinky. Oh, love that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I'm sensual, which is like the yes. one where you don't even need to be touched and you orgasm still when yeah. it happen, but love that get there. Um, but my partner is sexual, so he needs physical sex. So learning that mm. and learning what sex provides to my partner, as opposed mm. to, I need to do this has really shaped and evolved our relationship and also him learning my sex style. Cause I feel like as women, we put so much pressure on like how many, how many times of sex, how many times a week do you have sex? And what yes. is it like, do you orgasm? Do uh-huh. you do all the things that society thinks or porn says that we need to achieve and yes. be this like uh-huh. embodied feminine self or like um, great in bed? And I think uh, when we take all those layers off and really see the person in front of you and being like, what is sex between you two? It doesn't need to be what we watch on porn or what yes. we thought it was growing up. Um So, yeah, I I love what you've just spoken about um, Mm. on sex. And I feel like, yeah, it doesn't need to be like a bad thing. Everyone has it like periods. Everyone has a period. Everyone has sex. Why is people scared of it? I don't know. (laughs) know. And what what you just mentioned around like um, the expectations and and like the quantity thing, Mm. that has been one of the most liberating things for me to just like, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Even lately, I feel like in the last month, Jacob and I have hardly had any sex, but we've had the best sex ever when we have actually had sex. Mm, Yeah. And so honoring, and this is an invitation I give to so many of my clients as well. It's like so many women say yes to sex when they don't really want it. it. It's kind of out of obligation or they're feeling like, oh, We've been doing foreplay for a while. I should want it. Okay. Like he can enter me now where what I invite women to do is like, no, like only, only be penetrated when you're fucking ready to be penetrated. And if that doesn't happen, 
don't have sex. Mm. Right? You can still play, like you can still play and be and be intimate and be playing in whatever else feels good in that moment, but like really, really just honoring and listening to our body. Mm. And that's like you said, just like looking at the person before you and being like, well, what do you want right now? Like that is sex. It's just my, our, your body, someone else's body or multiple bodies, whatever you're into. And just being like, what do you, what's, what's alive in you right now? Mm. What do you want right now? Yeah. And can we step into the bedroom like that? Or when we're self-pleasuring, can we do that every time? Like with a beginner's mind almost, like brand new. Mm. Like so often we just have the same kind of neural pathways and we just do the same thing again and again and again. Mm. Like can we practice just meeting our partner or meeting ourselves as if we've never met ourselves before or met our partner before? Yeah. And just on the no thing. So quite often uh, when I was single, I was saying yesterday, I was like, I was like a demon. Um, I was just <laughs> crazy. And I would often, probably 99% of the time, I would allow men inside when my whole body was saying no. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently last year, I had a yoni mapping done and that was the first time where I looked literally at my yoni as a human, like as a, a soul, as an entity. And I was like, wow, I've done you wrong so much. And all these times where you were telling me, don't do that. That person's not good. Like we don't want them inside of us. And I was like, shh, it's fine. Just to please the other person. Cause mm. I was like in that people pleasing, what will they think? I want them to have a fun time. I want, I want them to think I'm exciting and exotic and aroused and all this other stuff when I wasn't honoring myself so I think and something that you shared the other day is like um that I really spoke to me you how crying during sex mm, mm-hmm. yeah and how like that happened to me a couple of months ago and although my partner was amazing at it I had a lot of energy that needed to be released and that was like a release for me and I was instantly going this is a bad thing this is kind of bad thing. So I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your point of view on this because I loved it so much. It really helped. Yes, I um I always cry in sex these days. The last time I had sex with Jacob, it was incredible. And then as soon as it was over, I just burst out crying. But just because that's it was like a release. Mm. And and this is it too. Like we live in a world that teaches us not to be in our body mm. or to be in our head and to to put all of our awareness external to us like you touched on it before when you were in the corporate world like couldn't poop for for two weeks at a time and like this disconnection it's all the Mm. energy is outward and so anything that brings us into our body whether that's self-pleasuring dancing going to a yoga class getting body work sex it is going to bring us into our body then once we're in our body we're going to feel whatever is there Mm. And so obviously that's not always going to be joy. Yeah. And I think I have learned to just love this part of like self-pleasure or, or having sex is when I do feel like grief or when I do just start crying. And sometimes the tears is just almost this gratitude of like, oh, I'm home. Like, oh, I just got fucked home then <laughs> back into my body. <laughs> But the practice as as women and especially women with feminine essences is to practice like radically accepting what arises in our body. Mm. Like if you are feeling emotion while you're having sex or while you're self-pleasuring or while you're dancing, wherever you are, 
it's learning to not push that down, not make yourself wrong for feeling that mm. or needing to express that and just seeing if you can meet that energy. Mm. Seeing if you can meet that energy and allow that energy to move through you. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my God, I'm loving this so much. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, is there, from your clients or people that have spoken to you on Instagram or in person and friends and family, is there a common limiting belief or factor that you see in these women of why they hold themselves back or maybe don't progress forward in learning about their true feminine essence and embodying, embodying themselves as well? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I think there's almost like two, two different, two different parts, and sometimes women can can experience both of these. One, I feel like people have this, women have this lens as, oh, that's not for me. Like I'm not a sexy woman. I'm not a pleasure filled woman. So that's not going to work for me, almost, or, or that's not for me. Um. I definitely hear a lot of a lot of women share that. And if I put myself back into my body like 10 years ago, I was definitely feeling that as well. It's like mm-hmm. I'm that's I'm not the sexy one. I'm the smart one. I'm the high, I'm not the sexy one. Um, and the second piece I, I just really feel is that is that fear, that fear of what I'm gonna meet. If I do this work, if I lean in here. I'm scared of the parts of myself that I'm going to have to see and that it's going to bring up in me. And let's, let's be real. Like we are women in a society that abuses the feminine energetically, spiritually, physically, all, all areas. And so Mm. we have, we're carrying a lot in our body, a lot in our body, trauma, stories, experiences, all of these things that, a lot of the time women have just pressed it, like pushed down and and caged up in their body. So when they're saying yes to this kind of work, there is a fear that I've I've done such a good job of pushing this down and not, not meeting this part of me for so long. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared of what's going to happen if I meet it. I'm scared that's going to come out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never a bad thing when it comes out. Hey, it's like, we're so scared of it never happens. Like, why don't we do this earlier? Uh huh. Totally. Yeah. Just like what I was sharing in Full Spectrum Woman last week, it's like we we often, even though I'm I'm also a big believer that if we have been through a, a traumatic experience, like going to see a trauma specialist or going to see a psychologist that can truly like hold space in that particular way for you. But also on that note, like we can hold fucking big things. Mm. And you and that's one of my favorite things about holding space for women is like reminding them how much they can hold and how quickly they can move stuff. And that when they meet it, when they meet the trauma, when they meet the ickiness, when they meet the shame, when they really let the shame and all the other things take up space in their body, like that's the way. They will feel liberation. And you've seen that in some of our group coaching calls Mm. with women. You've experienced that. Like when you actually say yes to the feeling that you've been so scared of, fuck that's when you meet your power that's Mm. when you meet your power Mm -hmm. and if we link this back to sex too this is such an important practice to get into because we us women struggle with sex and and connecting to ourselves and feeling pleasure because we are not honoring 
what is moving through us on a daily basis. We're constantly pushing things down, caging things up, choosing not to feel things because we're not allowed to feel that. That's wrong to feel that. I shouldn't feel that. I can't express that. So we're, we're holding all of this, this stuff in our body that then sits on top of our pleasure, sits on top of our turn on. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So good. <laughs> I might start wrapping it up, but I do have one more question. Yeah, go for it. I'm trying to know how to word it. What is through the work that you're doing today mm-hmm. and however that evolves for the rest of your life, what is the one thing that you hope for the world or you want to see different in the world by the work that you're doing? Because you're literally changing the world. Like your work is fucking incredible. And oh, I you. think sometimes we don't give ourselves credit, these people um, like yourself that are changing the status quo and changing on how we view our bodies and everything else. So mm. what is one thing, like your why? And mm. what are you really hope for? I, I love this and thank you for your <laughs> sweet words. Um, I, I truly believe we are changing the planet with this work and not just me, but like every woman that says yes to this work. Mm. And you would have felt this. And I, I'm, so, I'm so clear when I'm working with women too that like, we're doing this for all the women in our lineage that never felt safe to connect with their sexuality and were taught to repress it and never got a chance to really touch it. But then we're also doing this work for all the women to come and all the men to come, right? Mm. Like we're doing this work so these women don't have to remember and don't have to build up all this forgetting, all these things on top of their pleasure. They're just born into bodies, into a world that's like, fuck yeah, you're a sexual being, go for it. Have fun. Feel the freedom of being in your beautiful feminine body. You're welcome. Yes, yes. Yes, that's what I'm here for. Um, so, yeah, I just, I I feel I am here doing this work just because my body is saying yes to it right now in this moment, but on a bigger level, yeah, to, to create a world where, where women don't forget, mm. where women don't forget. Like girls are born... They, they move into adulthood and are just so deeply connected to the pleasure that lies in their body and are so sovereign in their turn on, sovereign mm. in their sexuality, sovereign in their sensuality. And also a world where, where men and our entire world like reveres a woman's sexuality, that it is, it is not just accepted, that it's like celebrated. Like a woman mm. in her sexuality is celebrated and that's mm. seen as fucking powerful because it yeah. fucking is. It is. Like I think we should start making a new goddess deck of the, the modern day goddesses. Like yes. they're also ancient. We're like, we need some modern ones. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> do like a lingerie shoot with oh, like for the that oracle. That sounds amazing. We can have okay, our own little like <laughs> things. Oh, that sounds incredible. Oh, so good. And I think, yeah, it just uh, wanted to give you guys context. One of the uh, meditations that Meg uh, got us to do was life changing. And you got us to view the women that have been before us that are mm-hmm. no longer on this planet, uh, our ancestors and lineage of all the women that were suppressed and couldn't speak up or embody themselves. And mm-hmm. then us doing the work now, then you got us to look at the people that are all to come. And this was the first night of our call. And I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. Like <laughs> mind blown. And I think we forget it. We're like, oh, we're only on this earth for like, God knows how long, 80, whatever years. And then we're gone and whatever happens is 
doesn't really matter, but it does. And mm-hmm. I think um, we all, as humans, we come into this world with a purpose uh, and they're all different and they're all different sizes and shapes and colors and whatever. Um <laughs> But I think uh, the when healers come into this earth and people that want to test the status quo, make changes, usually we are gifted um, like a big block where it's like here on the other side is your purpose, but you actually have to do all this work to get there. Are you ready? And sometimes people don't make it through that vessel, through that block, through that wall. And But on the other side is so much beauty. And I feel like the very thing that you're scared of the most is the very thing you need to go towards the most. Um, so yes. yeah. And oh I my think, God, I love that. You put that just so beautifully then. Thank you. Um, and that's something with me growing up, uh, I didn't have a voice. I could mm. not speak up. I couldn't speak my worth. I couldn't do like anything that involves speaking to the point mm. where when I started hypnosis and I had to listen back to my own recordings, I would list, I would put my finger, like my hands over my ears and be like, la, 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 la. I literally could not listen to my own voice. I was like, who is that? And now the other day, I hypnotized myself. Like it really evolved. Um, so it's just like the very yes. thing that I was so scared of, I had mm-hmm. to go before. And you would not, like, if you saw me like yourself, if you saw me a couple of years ago, you wouldn't think that I spoke for a living. Mm-hmm. I had such trouble with my voice. So Yeah, the very thing, ladies or gents, if you're listening, the very thing that we need to go towards is the thing that scares us the most. So (laughs) that's my challenge. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Oh, beautiful. How can people work with you, love you, find you, all that jazz? Uh, I play mostly on Instagram. So I'm at the.meg.o. Yeah, and I've got a bunch of, I don't know when this is being released, but I've got a course at the moment called Seduce Yourself. And so that'll be like a self-paced course soon. The next round of Full Spectrum Woman will be in a month or two, which is the the program that Carly's in. Um, Yeah, and I'm full with one-on-ones at the moment, but I'm going to have a wait list coming up soon. So so yeah, come and play. But Instagram, that's the best place. Yeah, it is. It really is. Come be triggered by me dancing. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Today has been phenomenal. And thank you for sharing and being so open and vulnerable. And I think this will help a lot of women just get past that little hurdle, Mm -hmm. that little hump that they're Mm -hmm. um, up against if they are at the moment. So thank you so much, Meg. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear your key takeaways. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and don't forget to share this episode on social media and tag me at Carly Jade. Now go out and find your feminine.